The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Thank you all for your practice. And hello again. Greetings. So, the theme for this week is um, wise speech. And it's both external speech, what we say in words, what we write. For example, even writing what we write in chat, and just small nuggets of writing are, are also considered speech. And these days with social media, you know, the, the one little comment or with, with a little tweet, our speech can have so much impact externally on the world with the spread, with its reach, with the speed of dissemination. So speech is quite powerful, both externally and also how it shapes our world internally. Our words spoken or written, they shape us. It's a scaffold of shaping who we are, how we think, how we perceive. Um, Fascinating research also about the impact of language on our perception, how we actually perceive reality, quote-unquote reality, based on the words we use, based on our speech. So the power, really appreciating the power of speech, both externally, the impact it has on others. We can hurt others. We can um, create factions, wars. Yes, wars have started based on words. Um, and also our words can bring succor, they can bring comfort, they can bring unity, they can support people, heal people. So words are so powerful, so powerful, both externally and how they impact us. They form and shape uh, us and they shape and form our karma and karma in the way of, of um, our conditionality person we are, the person we become, we keep becoming in every moment. That's our karma. Our words shape our karma. Very important. So yesterday we began with the first guideline that the Buddha gives, which is, is it true? and factual, and I added the nuance of factual. If you missed yesterday, please listen to it. I uh, do want to add a couple of things to to uh, the true and factual, because this is such an important, oh, such an important one before we um, move on to the next one today. And um, First, one thing I wanted to add was uh, I was not a good academic yesterday. I was so excited about the research that I forgot to give you the the reference as to where you could find it. And uh, the work I talked about yesterday, the neuroscience research can be found in Nature Neuroscience 2016. It's the work that was done in the lab of Tali Sharot and colleagues. And, um, and today I wanted to add one more <clears throat> teaching about 
truthfulness. And this is so beautiful. This is um, from Majjhima Nikaya 61. It's where um, the Buddha is is teaching Rahula, um, his son. And uh, and this is what uh, what the Buddha says. So one day, the Buddha came to Rahula, pointed to a bowl with a little bit of water in it. And asked, Rahula, do you see this bit of water left in the bowl? Rahula answered, yes, sir. So little, Rahula, is the spiritual achievement of one who is not afraid to speak a deliberate lie. That's profound. Okay, but then the Buddha continues. So little water is so little is the spiritual achievement of someone who's not afraid to speak a deliberate lie. Then the Buddha threw the water away, put the bowl down, and said, Do you see, Rahula, how the water has been discarded? In the same way, one who tells a deliberate lie discards whatever spiritual achievement one has made. Wow. And continues, Again, he asked, Do you see how this bowl is now empty? In the same way, one who has no shame in speaking lies is empty of spiritual achievement. He's really driving the point home. You get this, right? He's just driving, you know, home in in and in, in beautiful different ways. Um, then the Buddha. This is this is the last straw. Then the Buddha turned the bowl upside down and said. Do you see, Rahula, how this bowl has been turned upside down? In the same way, one who tells a deliberate lie turns one's spiritual achievements upside down and becomes incapable of progress. Therefore, the Buddha concluded one should not speak a deliberate lie, even in, even in just. So turning the bowl upside down incapable of progress, incapable of progress. As I mentioned yesterday, commitment to the truth is so fundamental, so important to truthfulness, to speaking the truth uh, internally, externally. That is, is, is the only precept that a bodhisattva cannot break. So it's, and the Buddha basically says, if you can't, if you tell a deliberate lie, if you don't have, if you have no shame, just you cannot make progress. You throw it away. You, you just, you're incapable. And, and many of us perhaps we hear that's like, oh yeah, I tell the truth. Yeah, I tell the truth. And, and yes, yes, for most part, for the most part, telling the truth might be easy, but those nuance to those particular instances where it's not easy, where it's hard to tell the truth. Those are the times to to inquire, to settle in with our bodies, with our hearts. Like what is happening? Am I am I afraid of being judged? Is is my self-sense in danger? Um, do I want to show up in a particular way? I, do I want to be perceived in a particular like what what is the rub on those moments on those moments that's telling we just want to you know a little bit not quite shade the truth um for our benefit or or for one another person's benefit or det- or detriment perhaps so those are the times that 
that it becomes kind of sticky. And those are, and in general, maybe 98% of the time or 99%, oh yeah, it's easy. We tell the truth. Yeah, it's raining outside. But those tiny bits of time and, 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 and can we uh, bring, bring um, uh, a brightness? So I, I remember actually years ago, I remember I noticed that when I got somewhere late, for example, I, I would have, um, um, uh, and, and I had, so there would be traffic and then I had left later than I intended, but then I would be ashamed to say, actually, I left later than intended. I would just say, oh, there was traffic. That's why I'm late. Then I thought, wait, that's not quite true. I left later. So I made it, I made it a choice to say, I left, I'm, I left later than I intended. I'm sorry. And there was traffic. So there was just a sense of truthfulness or a sense of uprightness. It just felt cleaner, even though it was small, but, but still it felt, um, more upright. Yes. I'm, I'm not just like, and, and then the question really was, Oh, am I like not feeling comfortable saying that? Yes. I left later because I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be seen as someone who doesn't have it together or whatever runs late. Like, no, I, I ran late. I re- and there's an uprightness to actually say that to 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 not be um to not have that shame or whatever it is so so having that that uh that inquiry so I've spoken a lot again about uh the previous topic which is so important so important um and maybe I would just add one more thing uh Actually, I'll save this for for later. Okay, I want to move on to the next um, uh, question that we ask. So the next question to ask ourselves is, um, is my speech divisive? Is it divisive or does it create harmony? So the Buddha teaches about why speech, there are always um, things to avoid and things to cultivate. So this is what what the Buddha says, abandoning divisive speech, one abstains from divisive speech. What one has heard here, one does not tell there to break those people apart from these people. What one has heard there, one does not tell here to break these people apart from those people. So the sense of breaking people apart, one does not do that. And, and to and yeah, this is kind of maybe uh, old language, but how often do we kind of, you know, speak behind people's back or divisive speech and, and slanderous speech? And um, slanderous and divisive speech is is based on hatred and ill will. It has that as its root, and it's enmeshed with resentment, envy, intention to hurt another, win respect for and support for ourselves. And it actually carries doubly heavy karma uh, because it involves forethought. It's not only does it have the root of hatred and ill will, but also since it has forethought, you've thought about it ahead of time. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to say that thing about that friend, the third friend to this friend of mine so that, you know, they're getting very close and I'm feeling threatened. They're getting very close and, oh, they didn't invite me. They went out to lunch on their own. Oh, I'm going to just say, you know, they, this person said something, you know, just that it involves forethought. It involves some planning. So it has doubly heavy karma. And, um, and then actually the Buddha invites us, the continuation of the, the, um, 
Sutai read. He says, thus reconciling those who have broken apart or cementing those who are united. He, one loves concord, delights in concord, enjoys concord, speaks things that create concord. Basically, creating harmony, speaking what creates harmony. Um, that's what the Buddha is recommending. So, so instead, if you see, oh, your friend, you know, your other two friends are now getting closer. Oh, yes, yes, create concord. I'm so glad you're you're becoming more friends. You know, she, they, they're wonderful. This is great. So it's concord, creating concord, harmony between people instead of breaking people apart. Um, so, so notice, so today as you go about your day, um, please bring in this, this inquiry both about is it truthful? Is it factual internally, externally, especially in those like maybe 1% or maybe fewer uh, percentage of the time when it's a little difficult to be completely honest. And then, um, and then with, is, is my speech divisive? Is it, um, or is it creating harmony? And, and, and in all these cases, really inquiring, with the body, what's going on? Inquiring with the body, inquiring with intention, with motivation, what's going on? What's going on, sweetheart? What, 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 if, if I'm tempted not to, to speak aligned with my highest values, what's going on, sweetie? What's going on? Can we reconnect? Can we reconnect with our um, intentions? Can, can we reconnect with our highest intentions? So, so that is... Uh, that is our time this morning. Thank you so much for, for your practice. Thank you so much for your practice. May you be well. May all beings everywhere be well. Take good care and we will continue tomorrow.